Hey guys, this is Darren here, soon to be known as DJD. If you need a DJ for any type of wedding events, parties, even private parties at your own home, you can call me at 812-212-1675 or email the Double D Podcast, which is doubledpodcast 123 at gmail.com. I also have a personal pod or personal email. It is Darren.Schneider94 at gmail.com. Give us a holler and let us make your night very special, whether it's a wedding or a private party or a, even a party at your own residence. I mean, you don't have to have a super huge crew. I mean, we've got six wonderful speakers, and they will make a world of difference in any party, party atmosphere. So give us a call. 812-212-1675. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first ever episode of We Need to Talk. What is We Need to Talk? Well, it's going to be me talking to you about whatever it is I decide to talk about. Actually, I do want fan requests at some point. But it's just going to be me ranting about a subject, giving my opinions, doing very minimal research um, because I'm terrible at doing research. Uh, I get distracted way too easily for it. Um, every week, every Sunday, I'm going to release an episode. Uh, it's going to be filmed a little bit in advance. Um, hopefully by the time that I release the episode, everything that I said isn't completely outdated. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be me during, so like I watch football when football NFL season's on, I'm watching every Sunday, every Thursday, Sunday, Monday, I'm watching football. Now that football's over, I live by myself. I'm bored. I don't do anything ever. So I decided I'll just do another quick little podcast. It's going to be 30 minutes max, um, sometimes a little bit less. And we're just going to be talking for about whatever it is that's gripping the nation. And it's going to be done in seasons. The reason I mentioned football is because once football starts back up, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. So it's going to be like a seasonal thing, uh, basically a summer type thing. So once football, once the Super Bowl is over, boom, start it. And then it's over. Unless you guys absolutely hate this, and then I'll stop. If you love it, we'll bring it back. We may continue it during the football season next year. I don't know. It just kind of depends on how you guys feel. So that's going to be that. It's going to be me talking, ranting about random things every week. Some episodes will be shorter. Some will be longer. Maybe we'll have guests on at some point. Probably not because I'm just going to randomly do this throughout the week whenever I kind of feel like it. And we'll just go from there. So when I started this episode, um, first episode, I was going to talk about Satanism because apparently everybody was a Satanist. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. That'll be an episode for later on down the road, probably. It was either going to be that or UFOs. UFOs, I mean, the Chinese balloon was being shot down. Different place in Alaska, North Carolina, off the coast of North Carolina. In Canada, all these different places. Seemed like everybody was talking about one of those two things. But then something happened, and I realized nobody was talking about it until everybody was talking about it. But it happened on February 3rd. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, I am, of course, talking about the East Palestine train derailment. On February 3rd, 2023, a freight train carrying vinyl chloride, butyl acrylate, ethyl hexyl acrylate and ethylene glycol monobutyl ether derailed along the Norfolk Southern Railway in East Palestine, Ohio. Emergency crews conducted a controlled burn of the spill on the request of state officials, which released hydrogen chloride and phosgene gas into the air. 
As a result, residents within a one-mile radius were evacuated, and an emergency response from agencies across three states was initiated. The EPA published a list provided by Norfolk Southern, which documented the cargo of each car, type of car, and type of hazard, if any, associated with the contents of each car, as well as the extent to which each of the 20 train cars were affected by the derailment. Vinyl chloride present in multiple tankers were released and burned in a controlled manner to prevent a more dangerous explosion. So essentially, on February 3rd, a train in East Palestine, Ohio, carrying hazardous materials, derailed in some way. They were worried about an explosion happening, which could have made this situation much worse, I'm assuming. And so instead, what they decided to do was to release the toxins into the ground, which sounds genius when you say it out loud, and burn it. I guess there was really no good way that this was going to end when this happened. Um, kind of like pulling out of Afghanistan after being there for 20 years. I'm not sure that there was a great way to ever do it besides to not do it in the first place, like to never carry hazardous materials on a train or to be in Afghanistan. But instead, we were it was already happening, so we had to do something, I guess. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources said the chemical spill killed an estimated 3,500 small fish across a seven and a half mile area of streams as of February 8th. I'm again recording this on February 16th. So that's not even the most updated number. Several captive foxes at Parker Dairy became sick over the following weekend and one died, which its owner attributed to the derailment. Material from the crash was observed in storm drains and detected in samples from Sulphur Run, Leslie Run, Bull Creek, North Fork, Little Beaver Creek, Little Beaver Creek, and the Ohio River. An oily product was seen seeping into the soil and emergency response staff are assessing potential impacts on aquatic life. Well, 3,500 fish sounds like we know what the effects was on aquatic life. Today, uh, Trisha Mackey from Fox 19 threw a rock, I believe, into, the, uh, into a creek and an oily substance rose to the top. So, uh, J.D. Vance drug a stick at the bottom of a creek bed. Oily substance rises to the top, starts fizzing a little. Same with Trisha Mackey's video. Another one, a couple throws a wood or a, a piece of wood or a rock into a creek. And again, same thing. Oily substance, fizzing water. Does that sound healthy? How would you like it if your shower sizzled? That's a sizzling shower. Boiling, but not because of hot water. Boiling because of hazardous materials. <laughs> that would be something. Come in with chemical burns and no work the next day. Man, what happened to you? Took a shower. I don't know what to tell you. You see what happened in East Palestine? You took a shower. It was dangerous. I took a risk. Hopefully, I'm, you know, I'm making jokes. Trying to keep it lighthearted because it is serious. People are getting really upset about it. People are really, really scared. And I don't really know if there's any reason to be scared. I don't think this is going to affect humans right now. Darren, I was talking to Darren earlier uh, today about it, and he made a good point. And I actually thought it was um, probably what's going to happen is in like 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to see commercials on the TV about like if you lived in this area during the, you know, during these dates and he's, you know, and he's because of the East Palestine derailment, you're entitled to a compensate, excuse me, a compensation. If you experience these side effects, I don't know what the side effects are, but I feel like that's what you're going to see that, or it's going to be like a Flint, Michigan situation. 
For those of you that don't remember the Flint, Michigan situation, they don't have clean water. Okay, They haven't had clean water for a very long time. And they still don't to this day, to my knowledge. You know, that's what's going to happen. Like, you know, in 10, 15 years, you're going to hear about how there's vinyl chloride stuff is still in the water and is still affecting wildlife. And that this East Palestine is going to be like an abandoned town. Funny story about East Palestine. Um, last I heard, now I don't know how the validity of this, maybe it's been disproven, but I believe it's been proven. I've heard it a lot, so I'm going to assume that it's real um, because that's what people do nowadays. Apparently East Palestine... Some of the, the town was used as extras in a movie about a train derailing and releasing hazardous materials. Tell me we don't live in a simulation. Tell me we don't live in a goddamn simulation. God's playing DVDs. When God plays DVDs, you better hope he doesn't get to 2012. If he plays 20, or Judgment Day or Armageddon, you know, we don't want any of those. You know, Jurassic Park, you know, iRobot, <laughs> you know, we don't want any of those played. Why can't you play like Willy Wonka or Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs or some shit? You know, like, why can't you play like Polar Express or some shit? I don't know. Some lighthearted. Of course, I don't know. I don't know if we don't want any trains being. I don't know if we want the Polar Express on these train tracks in America. Apparently, these trains in America aren't very safe. Why are we why are we using hazardous why are we transporting hazardous materials with trains? It seems like an outdated way to transport hazardous materials in my opinion. Like isn't a plane better or like a car? I mean, you apparently you have less likelihood of hazardous material going everywhere if it's inside of a car, which is not true because we'll get to something else a little bit later. Going on to the classic or the class action lawsuits that I was talking about, Neil Don or well, well, on February 8th, affected businesses and residents filed three class action lawsuits against Norfolk Southern Railway. One demands the company to pay for the medical screenings and treatments of people living within a 30 mile radius of the derailment. Norfolk Southern Railway offered $1,000 payments to locals in order to cover costs related to the evacuation. Some residents expressed concerns that taking these payouts would limit their ability to join future legal actions. A town hall meeting was held February 15th, so yesterday, as of the recording of this, between residents and local between residents and local, state, and federal officials. Norfolk Southern representatives declined to attend after, a reported after reported indications of a growing physical threat to employees. During the meeting, many residents expressed their distrust in actions by officials in Norfolk Southern. On February 16th, the reimbursement has been expanded. I do find it kind of funny that the resident that the official the representatives of norfolk southern of this railway decided that they were physically being threatened and decided not to show up to this meeting even though they may not have done anything and it's not good to threaten violence these people maybe didn't do anything right i'm not saying they did like that I'm, I'm not i'm sure they didn't flip this train car these train cars over or you know or like put a put a stick in, in, in front of the, in the train. I don't know. What, I don't know what derails trains. And apparently nobody else knows how this train derailed. So class action lawsuits are on the way. 
Neil Donahue, a chemistry professor at Carnegie Mellon University, expressed concerns about the potential production of dioxins during the burning of vinyl chloride. Lynn Goldman, dean of the Milken Institute School of Public Health, worries more about residual vinyl chloride gaseous pollutants dissipate quickly in the air, but dioxins are persistent, which means that even though these, there is a potential that when they burn this stuff off in the air, the um, it died off, like the uh, gaseous pollutants uh, were burned away. That's best case scenario. And I'm assuming that the people who burn this stuff know better than me. I mean, I understand that everybody's scared when they see a mushroom cloud looking thing with burning gas and scared of acid rain. Everyone's worried about that. And there is a potential that that still happened. But what is 100% sure is that the spillage of this toxic material is going to affect the areas of the ground it touched. And as I said earlier with the Trisha Mag videos and the on all these videos, it's pretty clear that it is affecting the ground, the water, the water supplies of these places. It's very, very possible. And I mean, I'm hoping not, but it seems possible. This isn't the only thing, though, that people are talking about. Officials in Arizona finally lit in Tucson, Arizona, finally lifted evacuation and shelter in place orders and reopened I-10 in Tucson after uh, the roadway was closed due to a hazardous spill of liquid nitric acid. You can see, you can look these videos up on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, maybe. And um, nitric acid is a colorless liquid that has a yellow or red fumes. Um, and according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, exposure of it can cause irritation to the eyes, skin, and mucous membranes. There was also uh, Detroit, or in Detroit today, a train derailment happened, um, but they were not, apparently were not carrying hazardous materials. Also in a place called, give me a second, Kissimmee, Florida, a plant, a large um, crews were cleaning up large mess of melted plastic after a massive nursery fire in Kissimmee that happened in Florida. It seems weird that there's all these potentially hazardous things happening all at once. <laughs> Doesn't it seem weird? Like, I don't know what they're trying. Like, and the media coverage of it is so weird. Because the media coverage would indicate that we were supposed to be really worried about the UFOs. But now the media coverage, I think, is finally getting two weeks later to a real situation that we still don't, there's a lot of gray about. We still don't know what the full effects are and we won't know for months. And by the time that we do figure out what's going on, everybody's going to forget that it ever happened. When we do finally find out what the effects are of this, no one's going to be paying attention to the story anymore and everyone's going to forget that it ever happened. Some will, not everyone, but some will, most will. The mainstream media for sure will. Local news may not. But you're not going to see it on CNN. You're not going to see it on Fox. You're not going to see it on MSNBC. Because they're going to be on to the next story. They're going to be on to the next big story. I'm not going to sit here for the next 15 minutes of this podcast and talk about how terrible the, me the media is about, and not just because of this story, but this story is kind of about that. Because we don't know the true effects of it. We really don't. And we won't for a while, I don't think. But I think the bigger situation and the worry that I have is that the media didn't cover it right away. 
Where was Greta Thunberg? Where were the environmentalists, man? They're over there in Europe throwing tomato soup on Mona Lisa like she did anything wrong. Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, however you say her name, is getting arrested in Germany for protesting something. I fuck knows what it was. Right after she gets out of the photo shoot of being fake arrested, she's on her yacht or private jet, jet, jet setting around. Same with Leonardo DiCaprio. Where is he at? Where is where? Why is he not coming to East Palestine, Ohio, and talking about what's going on? It's literally killing wildlife, poisoning waters. Affecting the ground. I mean, there's a potential that East Palestine will never be the same. Where are they at Flint? Why are they not in Flint? This is an environmental crisis that's killing animals. Could affect plant life. It got into the soil. They're really worried about it affecting the soil in this area. Where are they? You hear about climate change all the time. Where are these climate change activists? Saying, hey, listen, we need to stop carrying hazardous material on trains. That's the first thing I thought of. Or in Tucson, hazardous material being on a on a on a being transported on a truck. According to, I've heard that trains derail all the time. Pete Buttigieg or Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Matt, the Mad TV guy, said that trains de- like a thousand trains derail a year, and that's number that numbers he's not making up. I've heard of that before today. I heard him say it today, but I've heard of that number or roughly around that number derails every year. Well, why are we, I mean, there's no for surefire way to do it. Yes, trains are the safest statistically. Boy, when it derails, it can be dangerous. Because apparently, from what I've also heard, is that they were not supposed to be carrying this much in East Palestine. They weren't supposed to be carrying this much uh, vinyl Fluoride or chlor- uh, chlorine, excuse me, vinyl chlorine. Chloride, chlorine. I wish I was a scientist because then I wouldn't have to look in my notes to remember the vinyl chloride. <laughs> they wouldn't have to, they shouldn't be carrying that much. 20 cars of potentially hazardous materials. I think that's what everyone's also really mad about is why was it so much? We understand that hazardous materials have to, because this is uh, vinyl chloride is used to make PVC. So it has to be carried. We understand that. We know that we can't do anything about that. But why are we carrying so much all at once? That seems like it was uh, meant for fucking disaster. And it, do, has anyone heard of how this derailed? I haven't seen anything about how this train derailed. Do they know? Does it matter? I don't know. Maybe I haven't, maybe I haven't seen it. It is very, very potential that I, very potential. There's a potential that I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. It's late. I should not have done this, this late. (laughs) I should not have done this podcast so late. I'm so tired. But why have we not heard of that? Why is this not over every single person's social media page? Everyone was talking about the UFOs, man. And all people care about the views. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they're all going to continue to talk about UFOs, whatever gives them views. Not me, dang it. I'm here to report the real news, even though next week I'm probably going to be talking about one of those sensationalized stories. But I just thought everyone should know because it's scary. It's weird. And it seems like every time one major thing happens, there's always another. And I'm not saying that it's, it's you know, fake. I'm saying that it's just weird how the news reports stuff. 
Take mass shootings, for example. Mass shootings are awful when they happen. It always seems like when there's one mass shooting, you hear about two more that happen within a week. But then you don't hear about them for six more months. Then there's one that happens. And then in the next two days, you hear about like three more that happen. And then you don't hear about them again for the rest of the year. Train derailments. I guarantee you, after this year, after this like week, maybe at the end of this month, we're not going to hear about another train derailment or hazardous material disaster again. How often does this stuff happen where we don't hear about it? Mass shootings. Apparently, there's been more mass shootings this year in America than there have been days. It's very, very important to note that mass shootings to them are, uh, when they count the numbers, are three or more people dying in one place. But it doesn't have to be in a mass shooting. It can be uh, gang-related violence. It can be, uh, technically speaking, it can be a um, mass murder, like someone murdering a family or something. Um, that could, if it's used with a gun, it can be used as a mass, that's considered a mass shooting by number. So that number's a little inflated. Um, but more importantly, I mean, I think it's a number, if there's any number that should be inflated, uh, maybe mass shootings should be one just to show that we have a cultural problem when it comes to violence. Not going to get into a gun debate with anybody, um, because that'll probably be something that's brought up later on in this, uh, show. Um, but for now, what I'm going to say <laughs> is that. It is important to talk about violence within this country. I digress. We'll get to that later on. Those who know me know my my stance on the Second Amendment. And I, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised that a kid from a small town in Indiana feels a certain way about weapons. But what I am so just freaked out about is the mainstream media coverage from this. This just doesn't make any sense. Local news has apparently been on it like Bonnet, and thank God they have been because Man, otherwise people wouldn't know about this. And thank God for social media. Probably the first time I've ever said that sentence out loud. But thank God for social media, man. Because I wouldn't know about this if it wasn't for TikTok or Twitter. I wouldn't know about it if it wasn't for Disclose.tv on Twitter more specifically. And I just, it's frustrating, man. You know, it's frustrating. And um, I don't know. I just wanted to get this episode out because by the time this episode airs, 99% of what I've said is going to be like information that everybody already knew. Um, but I just wanted to get this episode out because it's weird to me that this wasn't talked about until everybody collectively found out about it. And that's what it seemed like happened for me. It happened on like Monday of this week, like right before Valentine's day, like the 13th, um, the 13th was kind of when I found out about it and I found out about it because of Twitter and TikTok. And then it seemed like the next day or two, everybody else started finding out about it because of social media, because people on social media were seeing that it was happening. And then finally it was being taken because it kind of the same thing happened with the UFO thing with the Chinese balloon. I heard about it on social media before I seen major news sites talking about it. social media has does have one good function, and that's keeping people um, within the mainstream media area honest about what they should be reporting about because before that i don't even know what the mainstream i don't fucking watch news but i just know that i heard about the chinese spy balloon the the day before it started catching real mainstream steam because of social social media is so powerful everybody gets their news from social media i wasn't the only one that knew about this east palestine thing i'm not saying i'm some everybody else was talking about it on social media but how do people get most of their news a lot of people get their news for mainstream media, they 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 watch the local news and um, you know Fox News and CNN, and they weren't talking about it until finally people were like, "Hey, why aren't you guys talking about this?" And then finally they were like, "Well, shit, we got to 
fucking talk about it. Even, even though that's not what's getting us the most clicks, this will now get us the more clicks. What I'm most worried about, this will get us more clicks is what I meant to say. What I'm, what I'm basically saying is the media didn't report about a potentially deadly hazardous material crisis in East Palestine, Ohio, until they knew that it was going to get them a lot of clicks because it wasn't the topic at the time. Everybody on social media was still talking about uh, balloons being shot down. Then they moved on to this because now everybody, the pulse of the nation was on this. When they should have been the ones to break the news. They should have been the ones down there on the ground letting people know about it. But they weren't because they were too busy getting clicks, getting views. What's Tucker Carlson saying about the Chinese balloon? You know, what's Don Lemon saying about the Chinese balloon? Now everybody wants to know what's CNN's coverage of the of the East Palestine crisis. Tucker Carlson, what he's saying about it. Now everyone cares about it. Next week, no one's going to talk about it. By by March 1st, you won't hear about East Palestine again. Unless you're on social media following the news stories along, you're not going to hear about it on the news because another news story is going to break. I wouldn't be surprised if by like the end of this week, you don't hear about it again. And it sucks. Stay informed, people. Stay informed. There's so many good podcasts out there. There's so many good accounts on social media out there to follow to get real news. I highly recommend Disclose.tv on Twitter. Um, that's where I get all my news from. That's how I found out about this. Um, they do lean a certain way a little bit politically, which um, I kind of lean. I, I, I know that they lean a certain, it seems like they kind of report a certain way. So I take that in, into consideration every time I read a story from them. Um, but they do a really good job of talking about stories that people should be talking about and at least talking about, not saying that they're always like on the dot a hundred percent right every time, because you can't be as a, as a news station or journalist, but they admit when they make mistakes, they recant stories. And, um, that's important. Um, either way, whoever it is, you get your news from hold them accountable, you know, make sure that they're talking about the stories that you want them to talk about, force their, uh, you know, force, you know, the only reason they make money is because of us. So, you know, hey, fucking tell Fox, CNN, hey, go to East Palestine. Talk about that. I don't care about these balloons. I don't care about Biden's health trip today. I don't care about Ukraine and Russia for now. I want to know about what's going on in East Palestine. We can get to Russia and Ukraine tomorrow. We can get to all that stuff tomorrow or next week. But what the fuck's going on? Are we going to die from the rain? No. You know, calm all the rumors. This is how rumors start. This is how conspiracies start. Hold them accountable, man. Hold them accountable. Anyway, that's it. That's it. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a like, comment in the comment section below, and be sure to subscribe to the Double D Podcast. Uh, we do episodes now, two episodes a week. One on Sunday, and one whenever me and Darren can fit one in. Um, I, the next episode of this podcast should be a 2022 review. Um, and then the week after should be a review of the, um, of the battle on the border, uh, new beginnings event that is taking place in a couple of days from when I'm recording this. Uh, so no reason to, um, to, uh, talk about that, but we, but you know, Hey, listen, I'm going to try to do these. I'm going to try to stay, try to stay solid on these. Um, follow us on Instagram at the double underscore D underscore podcast. Um, to be honest with you, just follow my actual Twitter, which is DJ dub. Um, I'm going to, 
if you follow that, I think that I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to stop promoting the Double D podcast Instagram because I'm having a lot of really real, uh, like a lot of problems uploading on this for some reason. So just follow me on Twitter at, or uh, on Instagram at D underscore J underscore dub. Um, just use that. Just, just follow me there because I'm going to post more on there. Um, promote the show more on there. Uh, I like that Instagram more. So just follow that instead. You can also follow me on Twitter at DJ dub zero zero. You can follow us on YouTube, the double D podcasting crew. You can also go to the description of this video or audio, um, show notes and you can click the link to find where we're available everywhere we're on iHeartRadio, we're on spotify we're on anchor we're on spreaker we're on more make sure if you ate hey, whatever you listen to we're probably on it wherever you get your podcast we're probably on it we're on youtube man we're gonna try this year we're gonna really try to make the video quality much better um as far as behind the scenes stuff of what you see more diverse um videos we're really going to try to upload a lot more once um twice a week for sure we're not even trying to bump that number up a little um i'm really making a push in 2023 to stay super consistent with this and to make good quality content for everybody and to show everybody what me and darren are like not just behind a desk you know we've been talking for the last two years um, to everybody sitting in front of a microphone and just talking, uh, we do more than that. You know, we, we are not very funny, but Hey, we try our best. And at the very least you can laugh at us and, um, doing whatever it is we do. So hopefully you guys see a change in the quality of the content. Um, I'm trying to stay really focused this year and try to build this up a little because I enjoy doing this so much. And, you know, I was always told, hey, if you do, if you, you know, if you enjoy doing something, do it with your whole heart. And so this year, that's the plan is to just focus a lot on this and getting this shit um, rolling. You know, I really want to want to make this as good as possible for everybody because everybody deserves, you know, I, I like to think that the Double D podcast kind of offers a escapist route where this show is going to be a little bit more rooted in the darker more realistic side of life where the WD podcast, like I said, is going to be a little bit more escapist where you can just kind of sit back, relax and listen, laugh. This one, you might not laugh as much, but you'll learn. Hopefully I'm hoping to make this a little bit more lighthearted in the future. This was a little bit heavy of an episode for a first episode, but it was important um, to do. And like I said, I kind of recorded this a little bit late because um, it was raining all day and that affected my uh, sleep schedule. I got home and I accidentally took a nap for a long time. So Anyway, thank you guys for uh, watching, listening, whatever it is you do, like, subscribe, give us a rating on Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, and also go to w.gg, use the uh, code double D podcast, D-O-U-B-L-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to get 10% off your orders. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a great, great day.